950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Welcome in to the Wednesday edition of FYI Politics with Brett Johnson. Got Sasha, our producer, on the other side of the glass. Sasha, what's new with you today? Not much, not much. It's just another beautiful Wednesday. Uh, we got an exciting guest in studio today, and yep. I'm looking forward to the interview. So, uh, feeling great. Look at you selling our guest in studio right now. You got yourself a future in the radio business there, Sasha. <laughs> hey. I would hope, you know. Yeah, exactly. Well, you're already, the foot's already in the door. <laughs> hey, today I am joined by State Senator Steve Swazinski from District, I hate these numbers. Is it 48? It is. Well done, Brad. District 48. All right. Hey, by the way, Sasha, he's on guest mic one, I believe. There you go. So Steve Swazinski joins us in studio to talk about Minnesota politics, the last election, the – I don't even know what word to use for what we're seeing from the Trump administration trying to overturn the election results. But more importantly, Mr. Steve Swazinski, you have written a new book, a memoir titled Beyond the Lesson Plan – 33 questions inspired by 33 years of teaching, because if people aren't familiar, besides serving in the state legislature, you were a teacher at Eden Prairie High School teaching government for over 30 years. So before we get into all of this, I don't know if you're aware of this, uh, Steve, but every time a politician releases a book, usually that's a prelude to running for president of the United States. So are you making, I'll, I'll get this out of the way now, are you making any breaking announcement on the show? Uh, I <laughs> wish 20th? I was here to make some huge booster of ratings, but unfortunately, <laughs> um, I am so happy serving the people of SD48 in the Minnesota Senate. I can't imagine me being anywhere else, but that is a good deduction on your part, yeah, I yeah. might add. So we'll take your name out of the hat for running in 2024 and possibly trying to primary Kamala Harris during that election cycle. So there you go. Let's talk about your book, though, Beyond the Lesson Plan. Tell us about it and how you decided to go ahead and write it. Well, um, oh, boy, I don't even know where to start. Um, about seven years ago, I never threw away a, a, a thank you card that a kid mm -hmm. gave me, 33 years, and I kept them all. And about seven years ago, I had this idea in my head I'd like to, like to write a book. And I started going through all the thank you notes for inspiration. And that's how the book came to be. It's 33 chapters of my philosophy of life, one chapter for every year I taught. And most of the – every story in here is – from some kid that said, did something or said something, or I was inspired by some behavior of their part. The whole book, I had 12,000 students in 33 years, and, um, and you being among them, mm -hmm. um, everybody's um, soul and spirit is in this book that I wrote. Wow, that's a, that's an insane number, 12,000 students over yeah. 33 years. Yeah, it, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. And you, of course, do have that unique perspective being a teacher that is now in the state legislature. Mm. So tell us about some of these stories in here. Anything uh, you specifically you know, would like to highlight? I thought of that on the way yeah. here. And um, one of them um, that I put in there, you know, well, a, a couple of quick ones. Um, you know, one of the reasons I decided to write it is I had a student a few – towards the tail end of my teaching career that came up to me after class one day and she goes, um, so uh, you always yell at us to figure it out. Do you figure it out. Figure it out. I'm yelling at him all the time. And she asked me, you know, in a real um, – a, a, a wonderful tone, she goes, um, so, Mr. Swadzinski, have you figured it out yet? You're always telling us to figure it out. And I looked at her and I said, no, I probably haven't figured it out myself. And so it got me thinking about what I'd like to leave to my students. And mm -hmm. most of the time when I run into ex-students, they're, they're, they, the first thing they'll say to me is what they remember not curriculum related. You know, some story or some quote or some anecdote from class that had nothing to do with the curriculum. So that's what's in this book. Interesting. So we have stories for every single year that you taught. Boy, I don't know if it comes. Um, the 33 titles are yeah. like based on my gotcha. philosophy. Yeah. So mm -hmm. they're not each year per se, but mm -hmm. yeah. 
yeah, I had a, I had a good run. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of cool people come through my doors, and um, we got to share that experience together. And I'm sure going back and thinking about these memories as well had to be fun for you as well, and thinking oh. about how you changed as a teacher over those 33 years from when you were probably a bright-eyed person <laughs> right coming out of college. I, I don't even want to go there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, you do, as with anything. Mm-hmm. I'm so much um, – I think I'll be a much better senator than I was four years ago. I, and by the 30th year of teaching, I think I was a lot better teacher. I, I, there's, you know, things I think back on what I did like when I was 26 and 28 and, and just go, I used to do that. And um, <laughs> yeah, just mm-hmm. there were things I taught or things I thought were important that years later I went, why was that even in the curriculum? You know, mm-hmm. so you learn a lot with life. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So what can people expect if they read the book? Oh, I think they'll be inspired. I think they'll laugh mm-hmm. a little. I got all my great jokes in there from the <laughs> years. and um, uh, But they'll laugh a lot, and I think they'll be inspired. I think that truly there's parts of this book um, – that are that are life changing. I, I I don't mean that lightly. I I really mm-hmm. believe that. But I got them challenging things. Um, and my favorite quotes and you know like are are you going to leave the world a better place than you found it? That's one of the re- things I think I used to promote in my classroom all the time when I talk about getting involved and writing a letter and doing all these things you're supposed to do as a as a citizen and mm-hmm. to try to leave the world a better place than you found it. And so that's one of the thirty three chapters is leave the world a better place than you found it. Yeah, I, I like that quote. Leave the world a better place than you found it. I think That's even... why I decided to run for public office. Absolutely, or yeah. Solve as much of the puzzle as possible before you die. Mm-hmm. You know, just all these great stories, great anecdotes. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the genesis of the book and when this kind of came to your head. I know you alluded to this earlier, but was this something that you thought one day, you know, I need to get these stories down or has this been kind of in the works for years and years and you're thinking, I got to get around to this now and write this book? Uh, Thanks. Yeah, great question, Brad. My last couple years of teaching, so this would be like six Mm -hmm. and five years ago, I started thinking, I got to get all these stories in print. And like I said, I saved so much during my teaching career. It was just a matter of, Having the time to sit down and pour over all this, mm-hmm. all this stuff that I kept, and so that's kind of what I started doing about six and five years ago. Whenever I had time, and um, but I've been pretty busy um, for the last four mm-hmm. years in the Minnesota State Senate. But generally in the summers, you know, we had time where we could sit down and write, and it feels real. And to all the People out there trying to think about whether or not I should write my memoir, go for it. Don't even hesitate. It was cathartic. I mean, Mm -hmm. just sitting down and spending a few hours writing down some of my best stories and my anecdotes. And I kept telling myself, if only people that read it are my grandchildren, um, it was worthwhile my time. But um, but I I, I hope my 12,000 students um, and their parents relive the SWAD memories a little bit of um, the teaching moments that – and a a lot of the kids are – in here. I mean, it's their story is basically my story. Yeah, and as you talked about, writing a memoir can certainly be very intimidating where you think, i got to oh. write down my life story. But as I'm sure you said, as soon as you start writing it, I'm sure things just kind of start flowing and it becomes easier and easier to continue to continue writing. Yeah, I, I had a couple ex-students um, proof it for me. Mm-hmm. And they told me to take out a lot of stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, that, um, there was actually two books, kind of a work in progress. Mm-hmm. One's a civics book, and then one's like the, the non-curriculum stuff. And um, so they had me get rid of all the civics stuff and just focused on the inspirational component. Mm-hmm. And expanding more on that inspirational component on there – I'm sure those lessons really haven't changed over the years as, of course, you got older as a teacher, the students changed. Mm. Talk about that. Or maybe some of those lessons did change over the years compared to your early and later careers. You know, it was like every time some kid would do something amazing or remarkable – and then I would just start telling the other classes what this kid did, mm-hmm. and then it became part of my shtick. I mean, it became part of the, the the culture of the classroom, and I'd weave it in and fit it in when it was appropriate. So we'd be talking about some topic government-related. I taught American government mm-hmm. and American history, and then I'd weave in this anecdote 
that this kid did six years ago or this kid did six days ago or or something. And, the, 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 you know, there's a chapter in there about um, bring, bring, give somebody a heart attack today and where they grab their chest with um, not with pain but with pride. Hmm. And they look at the person that just did this amazing thing and you just go, God, am I glad I know you. I can't believe you just did this thing that makes me want to do something good for somebody else. And um, and it was this girl. Do we have a minute? Oh, yeah. Keep so going. This, yeah. I'm walking out the classroom door on the last day of school one day. And there's a senior cleaning out her locker with some spray bottle. And I'm like, go frolic with all the seniors. They're all out there waiting for you. And she's cleaning out her locker with a spray bottle and cloth. And I said, get out of here. The custodians will clean that locker this summer. You don't have to do it. And she goes, I'm almost done. <laughs> and she was done. And she put an envelope in the locker. And she looked at me and she said, I didn't want the custodians to have to clean my locker because I created a list of um, things to help the freshman who inherits my locker in the fall. All the advice and wisdom I'd like to give a high school freshman that a senior learned in their four years. And I looked at her and I looked and I pointed my finger. I said, you just gave me a heart attack. And again, like I just said, not the kind where I grab my chest with pain, but the kind I grab my chest with pride and go, I'm so glad I I know you. And I ended up telling all the other classes that because I was teaching all, you know, mm-hmm. th- th- over the years, over the term. And, um, and I don't know, maybe five other kids did that over the course of the rest of my career. But at least five kids did. And so that's what this book's all about. It's a bunch of kids and, and uh, some of my stories, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So where can people get the book right now? It is out, correct? It is out. It By came out. If in... you're watching on the camera, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> it came out in March, and we, uh, we, I, mm-hmm. have been trying to figure out opportunities. We were in session, and then came a campaign, and special session one, two, three, four, five, mm-hmm. and six. And I just have been um, l- l- lacking getting out there and having book signings and pl- promotionals and um, whatnot. But I'm, I, I got some time. Right now, so I appreciate you having me on the show. Where I'd like to start promoting the book, it's available at um, at every um, what um, Barnes and Noble, mm-hmm. Amazon, or if you are an ex student and you live in the Southwest Metro, I'd be willing to sign a copy and you can swing by my house or I'd meet you somewhere oh, um, and, yeah. and deliver mm-hmm. a hand deliver a signed copy for you. It's seventeen dollars mm-hmm. on on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. Absolutely. Or use Next Chapter Booksellers. They'll order that for you as well. So uh, hopefully we won't be giving too much money there to Amazon. I don't think Bezos needs any more money. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. It's sad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That, that's, um, that's, notice I, I didn't want to mention that at first the, for that the, very the, reason. So mm. will you give me that name again? Yeah, Next Chapter Booksellers. Okay, and yep. they can get my book to yep. you? Yep, local okay. St. Paul, yeah, great bookstore, advertiser here on the station, but they do a great job, yeah, selling books. And also, uh, just a quick plug for them as well, they have uh, a lot of experts that can help you find a perfect gift idea for the book lover in your life. Man, Sasha, like I'm reading the script for these guys in here. But no, it really is a cool place. I've ordered Whenever I order a book, I always use Next Chapter Booksellers and encourage you to do the same here for uh, Senator Steve Swazinski's new book, Beyond the Lesson Plan, 33 Questions Inspired by 33 Years of Teaching. And yeah, hopefully we can get some traction for the book. Uh, it was funny, as you mentioned, you released it in March of this year. Not the best time to be releasing anything just no. as COVID was hitting. No, and I know that I have had a lot of sales mostly online from mm-hmm. that particular bookseller that you've mentioned. Mm-hmm. I encourage you to check out this book if you're listening right now. Uh, Steve Swazinski was my government teacher back when I went to Eden Prairie High School. And if you talk to any student who had uh, SWAT as their teacher, uh, most of them will say it was one of their favorite classes they had. So, And I'm sure you've got some great stories in there that we were alluding to that people will hopefully enjoy if they order that book. So get that Beyond the Lesson Plan by State Senator Steve Swazinski. Uh, tell you what here, Steve, let's take a break and come on back because I want to talk a little bit about what's happened in our very crazy political world. Also touch a little bit on what's going on with the state legislature. So, Special session seven coming up. Number seven. Monday. Yeah, yeah we, got um, a, we got a lot to cover. So yeah. we'll get to it coming up on the other side of the break here on FYI Politics.
Hi, it's Tom. Solar power is more important than ever as a long-term investment for yourself and your community. And that's why I trust All Energy Solar to provide a cost-effective, environmentally friendly energy system. But several key incentives that make solar available will be sunsetting in 2021. So now is the time to get your solar project on the books. All Energy Solar can walk you through the process using their zero-contact virtual evaluation process. Financing options are available to those who qualify. So go green and start saving at allenergysolar.com today. Giving in 2020 is an opportunity to think outside the gift box. Art to Change the World has creations by over 20 artists, including handmade masks, paintings, functional art, sculpture, books, and experiential classes. Check out Swap, our Stand with Artists project for gifts that have soul. Make gift giving relational, not transactional. Check out Swap at arttochangetheworld.org. That's arttochangetheworld.org. Cafe Latte offers made-from-scratch soups, salads, sandwiches, and mouth-watering desserts. So come check out their pizza and wine bar, or get a treat from the bakery made fresh daily. Plus, you can still do online ordering and takeout, along with gift cards. Just go to CafeLatte.com and choose from their ever-changing selection of award-winning salads, sandwiches, and soups. Cafe Latte is located off Victoria and Grand and online at CafeLatte.com. Hi, everybody out there in AM950 Radio Land. This is Paul Metza inviting you to listen to a great new episode on the Wall of Power Radio Hour this weekend. You've seen him on MSNBC and CNN, but listen to him on the Wall of Power Radio Hour, Professor Richard Painter. He was the chief White House ethics lawyer in the George W. Bush administration from 2002 to 2007. And we've got him on my show, 6 p.m. Saturday night on AM950. How's your back? This is Gregory Rich from Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style. If you've been working from home, you may be noticing the shortcomings of that one-size-fits-all desk chair that you bought at Office Warehouse. So I'd like to invite you to check out the most durable, most supportive, and most productivity-inspiring line of office chairs that I know of, the X-Chair. Dozens of settings ensure a perfect fit, so you can focus on your work and not your butt. Seriously, the seat moves forward and backward, the entire back moves higher or lower, the self-adjusting lumbar support provides the perfect level of resistance, and you can only experience the X-Chair in person at Habitation. So if you're ready to upgrade your homework environment, come check out the X-Chair. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 7777 Washington Avenue South in Edina, and online at HabitationDesign.com. Again, HabitationDesign.com. Have Next Chapter Booksellers help you find the perfect gift for this holiday season. Right now, you can schedule an in-person appointment and browse the selection of the season's best books. Their expert staff can make personal recommendations for everyone on your list. Plus, Next Chapter Booksellers sells games and puzzles to help you through these long winter months. Book your in-person appointment today by calling 651-225-8989 or visit nextchapterbooksellers.com. Now, more than ever, we are being faced daily with a topic of human mortality. And for many people, estate planning has been top of mind. Getting your estate planning done now can be easy and cost-effective. Shroman Law offers virtual options for initial consultations so that new clients can safely initiate the process. With many facing uncertain financial situations, Shroman Law also offers affordable fees for legal documents. Learn more at shromanlaw.com. That's S-C-H-R-O-M-E-N-Law.com. AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, as we are back on the Wednesday edition of FYI Politics with Brett Johnson being joined by most of the hour by State Senator Steve Swazinski from District 48, which includes portions of Eden Prairie, Minnetonka, and I think you said there's a little sliver of Chanhassen in oh, there, good too. good memory. Yeah. But no one lives there, so it's just... It's just oh, um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you have um, Chan- light industry and commercial, so it's weird. So that it's, is kind of weird. You see, you have constituents in Chanhassen, but you kind of don't have constituents in Chanhassen. Correct. I have workers in my <laughs> district in Chanhassen, but no one living there. 
Well, who knows? That district could end up changing in 2022. Who knows what that'll look like? Yeah. As you um, guys are going to be uh, redrawing those boundaries. Yeah, that will be a new process for me to experience. So. Yeah, you were only elected back in 2016, mm-hmm. so you weren't around when we did our last redistricting after 2010. So got you on the show for a couple of reasons, the main one being to promote your new book, Beyond the Lesson Plan, 33 Questions Inspired by 33 Years of Teaching. You can order that wherever books are sold, and do try to use your local independent bookstore rather than the uh, Goliath Amazon. I don't think Jeff Bezos needs any more of our money, but I do want to talk about a couple other topics with you, because as we've said many times, you are a longtime teacher at Eden Prairie High School. And I'm sure you miss teaching every single day, probably except for this year, though. This has got to be incredibly challenging to be a teacher right now and trying to juggle distance learning, hybrid learning, and all the different models that school districts are using around the state. Uh, That's got to (laughs) be extremely challenging for anyone else out there teaching right now. Well, you know, I think most students, maybe not all, but most students um, would agree that I tried to do both sides of every issue. And I mm-hmm. here's um, why Republicans are um, for the death penalty and Democrats are opposed and just, you know, school prayer, abortion. Here's both sides of the issue. The only thing I never would – I did that with was um, with gay rights. I never mm-hmm. – um, the, I never um, – I, I made that point. I would right. say here's both sides to every issue. But when it comes to gay rights – because I always felt those kids in class that maybe were um, you know, questioning their, their, um, their sexuality and all of a sudden I'm going to be talking about you know, that it's you – know, here are the, why people are opposed to it or whatever. And um, That was the one issue I never um, said here are the two sides to every issue. But anyways, with that pre- – um, with that said, uh, I I don't know how I would teach President Trump. I don't mm-hmm. know how I would do it. I don't know how I would say, here's why we shouldn't impeach him. Here's why he's entitled to a, a second term. I think he would have been the hardest. Um, I, I remember I was still teaching when he said McCain's no war hero because uh, he was caught. Mm-hmm. And I told my students, this guy's toast. He's going to have to drop out. The veterans are never going to put up with that. And sure enough, um, 48 hours later, the 24-hour cycle, and no one remembered that he said it. And I don't know how he did that. But he certainly didn't. Um, no one's ever going to accuse him of bringing dignity or honor to the office of president of the United States. Um, so that he would have been hard. He would have been the hardest president. I, every president I taught, I admired and respected no matter where they were politically. And I, I, I presented both sides why people are against him or her someday, and um, and then for him or her. Um, but Trump would have been impossible. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if his rise, and I'm interested in your perspective as being a government teacher, where maybe there's just so many people that have such a disconnect from politics where they see, oh, well, these politicians in Washington are just in it for themselves, so you know what? We need to shake up the system and throw anybody in there. I've always felt that's kind of part of the rise of Donald Trump, where people are just sick of both sides. And you know what? We're just going to go with some guy. I may not like his style, but you know what? At least he tells it like he is. That's what a lot of people say about him. And I I wonder if there is just a big disconnect with how people learn and know how government functions, where they just think it's this separate entity that's only out to hurt you. And therefore, let's bring someone in who's going to shake up the system. What do you think about that? Well, there's a lot to um, – yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a 30-minute that. yeah. um, answer. I, I think everything you just said, uh, the, uh, locally, it, it's Jesse Ventura. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same phenomenon. It's a, it's a, it's a tele um, – it's a, not a politician. It's a, you know, a, 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 a polytainer, mm-hmm. a political entertainer. And, um, and that's how they both came to, to power is uh, saying I'm going to speak my mind and um, I'm going to tell people what I really think. And, um, and I think um, both of them were fairly successful. But I think they, they in their own each unique way, they, they brought um, – they didn't – certainly no one ever left a meeting with them going, wow, um, that guy is such a great political uh, – what um, – uh, a storied politician that's going to be in the history books as being a, an icon of, of civic duty and political efficacy and and um, yeah, so it's it's interesting though that that question. Nine five two nine four six six two zero five nine five two nine four six six two zero five. 
Let's take another break. And when we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about teaching during the COVID era because Mm -hmm. it's certainly very challenging to be trying to teach with distance modeling. And I know there's a lot of teachers who are burned out with the current system we have right now with trying to teach students burned out. Yeah, Education Minnesota came out with a pretty insightful survey about how many what teachers are are thinking about um, education right now. Yeah, let's talk about that in just a few minutes as you're listening to FYI Politics with Brett Johnson. Whether you're shopping for yourself or a family member of any age, music lessons at School of Rock Eden Prairie make the perfect holiday gift. Your choice of guitar, bass, drums, keys, or vocal lessons offered online or socially distanced in person. We'll give you a free lesson for every four lessons you buy. Just mention you heard it on AM950. Visit EdenPrairie.SchoolOfRock.com or click on the link on AM950Radio.com. You know how it is with vacuum cleaners. You buy them, you break them, then you throw them away, right? Well, not necessarily. Often, fixing your vacuum can be cheaper than replacing it. Ever heard of A1 Vacuum in Roseville? They offer free estimates. So if you wish your vacuum worked like new again, drop by. A1 Vacuum is ready to help clean up your vacuum cleaner act. Find us at a-1vacuum.com or call 651-222-6316. Howdy, everyone. I'm Matt McNeil. Join me every weekday at 3 p.m. for the aptly titled Matt McNeil Show. Of course, we talk politics with a progressive slant. I talk about being a 50-year-old Army veteran with a wife and three kids living in Minnesota. And I also talk about goofy stuff, a lot of it. And we'd love to hear from you, too. Call us at 952-946-6205 or post on the Facebook Live feeds. And you can podcast the show at iTunes and am950radio.com. The Matt McNeil Show, 3 p.m. weekdays at AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Giving in 2020 is an opportunity to think outside the gift box. Art to Change the World has creations by over 20 artists, including handmade masks, paintings, functional art, sculpture, books, and experiential classes. Check out Swap, our Stand with Artists project for gifts that have soul. Make gift giving relational, not transactional. Check out Swap at arttochangetheworld.org. That's arttochangetheworld.org. Autotechnical helps families in need of transportation with reconditioned vehicles. Here's Richard with Autotechnical. I'll tell you, my wife told me when we first started, she says, you're going to find this so rewarding. But when people come in and, oh, man, give me a second. Take your time. And you just find out how important transportation is. People sometimes break down in tears and can't stop. Learn more at autotechnical.org. If you or someone you know is considering a move to assisted living, consider calling NeighborCare, a new kind of in-home support that is more affordable than traditional home care. This innovative new home care model is designed to help older adults remain independent by making in-home support services more affordable and accessible. Care professionals can help with daily tasks in smaller time increments, even multiple times a day as necessary. Support is offered 24 hours a day. Serving the Twin Cities community for more than 125 years, Episcopal Homes understands the importance of a safe and supportive environment. NeighborCare will begin its pilot closest to the Episcopal Home Service area within the urban core of St. Paul. This service benefits from financial support from the State of Minnesota Department of Human Services, which recognizes innovation is needed to help support older adults in living well at home. Call 651-444-4000 today to find out if Neighbor Care by Episcopal Homes is available in your neighborhood. And welcome back to the third segment of FYI Politics with Brett Johnson, Wednesday version of the show. Got State Senator Steve Swazinski joining us for one more segment. He is from District 48, which includes Eden Prairie, Minnetonka, and sort of Chanhassen. <laughs> no technical residents live there, but it is an industrial park, so that's kind of a unique uh, aspect of your district. He, of course, is also a longtime teacher at Eden Prairie High School, brings a unique perspective to the state legislature, and just wrote a new book, Beyond the Lesson Plan, 33 Questions, inspired by 33 years of teaching and encourage you to go get that book wherever books are sold, preferably one of those independent, locally owned bookstores. So I want to get back and 
into teaching during the COVID era right now? Because I know there are a lot of teachers who are under stress, a lot of students who are also under stress trying to make sense of this whole idea of distance learning. I know you're obviously not a teacher anymore, but you probably still have a lot of friends that are in the profession. What are they saying about how things are kind of working right now? Um, well, I've got 800 uh constituents in my district that are members of uh, – that are teaching and, you know, dozens, hundreds of ex of colleagues that are teaching, um, friends of mine. And um, they – I can't say on the show what they <laughs> – what they say has – what mm -hmm. how their teaching career is going. I know a lot of people are worried. They, uh, and everybody is. Parents are worried. Kids are worried. Um, the teachers are just the, – the, the, I got this – I can't – I wish I could take credit for this quote, but a, a friend of mine who's still teaching in, um, in a district um, said he's, he feels he's getting half the reward – wait, half – he's doing twice the work with none of the rewards of teaching. Ooh. And so teachers are not getting that, hey, that was the best lesson ever, thank you, as they walk out the door or, or getting that, um, that, that nice gift card because yesterday – a teacher just happened to say, hey, I'm having a really bad day, or and a kid mm -hmm. just reached out to them. They're, it's just, it's bad, because we're just, we in education are not getting any of the, any of the reasons I went into teaching, none of those reasons are now reality, you know, and, and or just putting that your arm around a kid as they walk out the door and saying, hey, I, I noticed in class, say, you were a little down, any, it, you want, you want to go see the or whatever, and um, you're just not having any of those opportunities to make a difference in kids' lives because of one-on-one -on -one and that personal touch and um, all those things that every te no teacher went into teaching thinking, God, I got all these great virtual lesson plans. I can't <laughs> wait to try out on the mm -hmm. kids. And um, so it's been it's been a it's been bad. I, I think, and it's it's bad for everybody. Parents are frustrated. Teachers are frustrated. Kids are frustrated. And I think the the, the silver lining, because I've been against standardized testing for, you know, I, I think we test these kids to death. I think sometimes we feel like um, they feel like they're rats in a cage, you know, and um, because they're constantly being tested. And, and I think um, what the, one of the silver linings of this, because there are a few, um, is that we're going to um, start getting back to the emotional social development mm -hmm. of a child and not just um, what kind of information can you regurgitate to us on this test. And we're going to start looking at the holistic um, well, that sounded pretty good, actually. Um, I'm going to have to write that down. Um, <laughs> I will have to clip that out. Get, yeah, thank you. Um, we're going to have to get back to the holistic child. And um, and I think that's one of the silver linings. And there's others, too. I think we're starting to realize the importance of Internet access and broadband in our homes. And, and we think it's a, it's a greater Minnesota issue. And I got kids in Eden Prairie. And my, and my wife, she teaches at CMS. And in her class, there's kids that they have, you know, four kids at home. They all have to be on the internet at the same time. They all have to have Zoom at the same time, and their router, whatever the mm -hmm. right term is, can't handle that if they even have four computers at home to, to be on at the same time. And it's, it's, it's exposing some of the, 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 the weaknesses of our educational system, COVID is. So good will come out of this eventually um, if, we, if we try to correct the mistakes, um, the things we should learn. And just to be clear, it's not like we're both sitting here saying, oh, every student needs to return to class right now. Obviously, it's not safe to do that. No. Hopefully, we can get through this COVID stuff and right. maybe uh, with a new president, we'll get through it faster. But I yeah, was glad – go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I was glad to see um, um, that the teachers are going to move up to um, – um, to put them in the the level that they're going to to receive the vaccine at mm -hmm. at the same level. Um, because they th those let's get those kids back in school. But like you said, um, w the safety of our our teachers and our students um should come first because they're not going to learn if they're not feeling safe, no matter what the issue is. And mm -hmm. then right now it's COVID. I think people sometimes even forget about teacher safety when it comes to this COVID issue as well. Where yeah, you can point out that well, most kids, especially that are high school aged, if they get COVID. They're probably going to recover from it and be just fine. Granted, that's not true in every single case, but guess what? There are also teachers in those classrooms that are of an older age, and if they get infected, well, who's going to teach your kids at that point? So I think that's another big aspect that's missed when we're talking about trying to go back to in-person learning. Hopefully we get here, but yeah, you got to make sure it's safe for absolutely everyone. And maybe that'll happen in 2021 with a different president, but uh, yeah, let's we'll hope see. So. 
we'll see how that works. But yeah, people do forget that there's teachers in the classroom that are in remission from cancer, right. that are MS, um, you know, um, um, suffering from MS, and they're 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 susceptible to the COVID virus, and um, but they want to be back in the classroom like every other teacher. I loved what you said a few minutes ago as well, where obviously no one would ever wish a COVID-type scenario to happen again to education or really any aspect of life. But that silver lining you brought up where maybe it can get us away from just teaching to a test and actually trying to address emotional needs of students. Hopefully we do get back to that because as you were talking about over the past 20, 30 years, maybe even longer, we've just had an education system that said, well, we need to teach the test and we can grade every student and every school in terms of how they do on this standardized test. And maybe we can get away from that when COVID's over, when we can get students back in the classroom and get back to, I think, what do you call it, like a holistic approach yeah. to education, which I think would be a lot better all around because it's it's going to be an adjustment probably during that 2021-2022 school year to have kids come back to the classroom that may not have stepped foot in a classroom for 18 months or longer. That's going to be an adjustment. I can't imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it will be. Yeah, just to think about how if you're, what, March of 2020 is when school started going to distance learning and you might have some students who might not be back in a classroom until... September 2021, yeah, that's about a year and a half. That is a long time to go without being in a classroom. Yeah, and just think if you're a grade school kid, the the, the social skills mm-hmm. that you just learn through interacting with your species and you're not learning those skills because mm-hmm. you're not interacting outside of your the, the, your family members. So you and I on off air were talking about another challenge with education once COVID is over that really has not gotten talked about a lot. But you raised uh, you certainly raised an issue with me that's got my attention. But you brought up that so many parents right now that especially have kids that are kind of that kindergarten age are holding back their students for another year. And all of a sudden, we potentially, during that 2021-22 school year and years beyond, we could have these gigantic classes of students making their way through different school districts around the state and the country. And that could also put a major strain on schools if all of a sudden, because you had parents holding back kids because of COVID in kindergarten, this could have ramifications for years and years where you might have, especially in these rural districts, schools that don't have the capacity to teach an extra large class of students where I'm thinking of like a rural school where most, let's say, if you were talking about a district that normally has a class of, let's say, 75 students all of a sudden because parents held back kids, that's now 120. That puts a major strain on schools. And glad you brought that up. It's something I had not have thought of before, and it could really cause some problems in the future. Well, that's just one of the challenges I guess we're going to face um, in the state legislature is try to fund. But because of the the formula, um, we'll we'll meet that need. But nonetheless, it's it's going to cost money, and not to and not to mention the hassle factor that the school districts are going to have to hire an extra teacher for mm-hmm. that particular year, and then what at the next year just let them go or yeah you and I were talking I mean right. what, you just hire a teacher for one year because you have this extra large class of students and then say see ya you're out the door well right. that's not going to work for anyone who's trying to have a career as a teacher correct right and Education Minnesota came out with a survey about from teachers about how their year's going and um, there's a that's it's not a it's a sobering statistic about mm-hmm. how unhappy and un, um, thinking about leaving the profession after mm-hmm. you know I'm, I'm a third year teacher this isn't what I thought you know teaching would be I can make a lot more money in the private sector I don't have to work as right. hard and um, and um, I hope we don't lose those people because they're young and they're enthusiastic and they're exuberant and they're out there making a difference. Difference, but it's really hard when the kids and we and there was an article in the paper this week about how many kids are flunking um, mm-hmm. right now because they're, they they don't get that that teacher one on one after class going hey when are you going to get that assignment done and um, we that's this is a whole that's an issue we haven't really talked about we not you and I but right right mm-hmm. we as a society is what's going on there why are so many kids flunking. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why we got to get through this COVID stuff. You know, mm-hmm. wear your mask, distance, do everything, take the vaccine when those are available, so we can hopefully get students back to 
learning in a more traditional way. And I appreciate that you guys put this plexiglass here in the yeah, studio. Yeah. I don't know if the listeners at home know that that's there. And so um, mm-hmm. that you guys even took that precaution for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you and I are not soft talkers, so it's probably good we have that there since we're <laughs> – We'll have to clean that plexiglass shield as soon as the show is over. Because, <laughs> like I said, you and I are—we're uh, yeah. not the quietest people in the world when it comes to comes to talking. I want to go back to what you were saying with teachers, though, and how potentially you could have a lot of young teachers that might leave the profession. I think when you're talking, you're more veteran teachers who have been around for decades. They might know. Well, things are going to go back to normal. We know how a good oh, classroom yeah. can function, but yeah, it's those second and third year teachers who are going to be burned out with what's happening. It's going to be tough on the education system. So I don't know if this is something we can address at the state legislature or maybe elsewhere, but we got to find a way to make sure that we keep teachers in the profession and especially in those rural areas where even before COVID they were having teacher shortages. I mean, got to figure out a way somehow to keep these teachers around because I'm, I'm afraid you could be right that a whole bunch of our educators could end up leaving the profession because of what's happened over the past year. Well, we got a vaccine, and we've learned a lot, so hopefully this will be the last time we talk The last time, yeah, yeah, most hopefully so, yeah. 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 All right, a couple more final questions for you here, State Senator Steve Swazinski, District 48. Next legislative session, well, obviously we have another special session coming up. Monday. What do you say, the seventh one coming up? Yeah. And then, of course, we have our regular session, which will begin next year. January 4th, I think. Right around there, and mm-hmm. we'll probably have more special sessions possibly in between there. So what are you expecting to happen at both these special sessions and then the regular session we have coming up? We have a <coughs> little bit of a new dynamic at the state legislature. The overall makeup's the same, where we have DFLers controlling the governor's mansion in the House. In the Senate, Republicans are going to maintain their majority, although the DFL will have a slightly narrower majority in the House and the Senate. You guys were able to pick up one seat, but... It's going to be a little bit of a different dynamic, but now with a full session, anything you're hoping that we can maybe get done during this next session? Yeah, I think, um, I guess, you know, I I think uh, I just thought of this just now while you were asking that question. I think, and I alluded to it, and I've been talking about it, but I think it's going to pass because the broadband issue and that kids are, are mm-hmm. struggling with internet access at home and with distant learning. And, and when we get through COVID, we're still going to have snow days. We're still going to always have the issue of um, today is a remote learning day. Um, and I think um, I'm just astounded at the stories I've heard since March of kids, you know, pulling up at McDonald's so they can get internet mm-hmm. access or their parents driving them to the, the local business center so they can get internet access. And I thought it was just a rural, you know, greater Minnesota issue. And lo and behold, I'm hearing the horror stories from the 3rd Congressional District, which we think is, you know, somewhat of a a community that kids aren't going – um, it's without, perceived as being, and largely is a very wealth, one of the wealthier congressional districts, not just in Minnesota, but the entire country. No one would think, well, CD3, that's Lake Minnetonka, that's Eden Prairie, Edina, Wyzetta, right. Plymouth. There's no kids who are struggling with internet access, but yeah, they used to said, call it the Fertile Crescent because <laughs> it's crescent shaped. Yeah, yeah. And um, so any, yeah, so th- these kids, you know, but th- there's kids. Impoverished, not impoverished, but they're they're a family of four, just struggling mm-hmm. to provide Zoom um, to all four of their kids at the same time when it's impossible because the provider can't provide that service to that family. And um, boy, if that's the what we've got, to, if that's the only thing we accomplish in this session, and it seems like it's bipartisan. And you know, there's this. It's not just a bipartisan DFL Republican divide. There's this rural urban divide that's kind of starting to, interestingly enough. Um, becoming more and more pronounced in, in every state in the union. And I think um, this is an issue that would overcome that um, because broadband is a huge issue in greater Minnesota, and it's also an issue within our, our city. So let's just get every family in this state access to this wonderful invention of the 21st century called the Internet. I hope you're right about that because I go back to my days of working small-town Iowa radio and I would hear stories about how, yeah, there would be students that would have to drive to McDonald's because their local cable provider or internet provider couldn't provide service to where they live. So it's an issue I've been focused on for a while. I know Matt McNeil, who hosts the show after me, is that same way. And 
there's been talk about this in the state legislature for years and years, but the bill never seems to kind of go anywhere. And maybe you're right this year with the COVID crisis, maybe that'll finally lead to some legislation that'll get passed. And I hope it does because, boy, we certainly need that with the COVID era. And even before that, there were students who desperately needed that internet connection when they would have an online lesson plan or would have to do their homework. So yeah, yeah, hopefully horrible. hopefully you're right that we're going to get this passed in this session. Are, are you thinking there is a good chance we can yeah, finally get well, some? Let's, well, hope for the best. I mean, it's um, – and we – you know, the, the Constitutional Convention, you know, in 1787 mm-hmm. gave the world this incredible document and – they were divided, you know, rural versus urban and north versus south and industrial versus um, agricultural states. And they got this done. And I think we can get it done, too. We just got to work together. And it's all about relationships, which is going to make it hard this time. If we're legislating remotely, how do you develop a relationship in order to talk to somebody that your bill's a good idea or their bill's a good idea? And let's um, work together and do what's good for the state of Minnesota. Final question. Yeah, how has that worked with that aspect of being remote and trying to be a state legislature? Because it, it's it's got to be tough when you don't have that face to face interaction with your colleagues, whether on your they're on your side of the aisle or not. I mean, that's it's that's just challenge things. It's crazy down there. There's no handshaking. There's mm. no hugging. Um, about half the senators um, vote remotely, but you're not allowed to speak um, remotely. So if you're not on the floor, oh really? Yeah, okay. if you're not on the floor, you're not allowed to speak. The Minnesota the House accommodates that. Mm-hmm. Um, they let you speak um, remotely, but the Senate hasn't allowed that yet. So we, you, if you're not there because you are 75 years old and you do have um, preconditions that might make you more vulnerable to the COVID um, virus, um, you're not going to go down there. So that means your your legislative speech is being denied. And so it's – and then the whole thing surround – the whole Capitol surrounded by a metal fence – and it's yeah. just eerie, and and mm-hmm. the state patrol is mart is walking around, and it's empty, and it's ghost like, and there's no constituents, there's no lobbyists, there's no tourists, there's no press walking around. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they'll get that changed. Although I'm not that optimistic with uh, the majority leader Paul Gazelka <laughs> that he might change that, but. You would think that would hurt some of his state senators that come from these rural areas that might have some of these pre-existing conditions or it's going to be tough for them to try to drive to St. Paul to get their voices heard. I mean, it sounds like it hurts constituents too if your elected representative or senator can't speak because they're not there in person. And it does make sense. As you said, they get in their car and they drive for four or five hours. Mm-hmm. And um, under COVID, you have to stop maybe and, you know, go to the potty somewhere yeah. along the way. <laughs> and um, and so let's just keep those people at home and we can get the job done from home. So it's, it's, it's a weird session this year and yep. last spring. Yes. And the seven special sessions. Yeah, and and probably the uh, next upcoming special session is going to be weird as well as that regular session. Yeah, so. Monday will be interesting. Absolutely. All right, before you go here, State Senator Steve Swazinski, uh, please make sure that you do order his book, Beyond the Lesson Plan, 33 Questions, inspired by 33 years of teaching. Uh, you can find that wherever books are sold, including Next Chapter Booksellers, so encourage you to order that. I know, Steve, you got to get running here in just a few minutes, so uh, we'll, I'll let you run out of the studio, but really appreciate you coming back in. It's been too long since we've uh, visited, so we'll have to make these a little more frequent coming up in 2021. And, Brad, I just want to thank you for, um, A, for having me in, but, B, and I, I have not told you this on this show yet, but it, um, thanks for your role in the Fourth Estate. Mm. And um, without uh, radio and newspapers and um, and and you know news media the TV um, this democracy can't exist so I appreciate your role in um, in the free press yeah hi and everyone else here at the station do our best with how uh, much independent media has been hurt uh, during the pandemic era so yeah we're we're doing our best here as well all right uh, we got to get running here to our final commercial break but again big thanks to State Senator Steve Swazinski for joining us on the show we'll come back for one final quick segment up next here on FYI politics. Mm-hmm. 
Just because the weather is cooler doesn't mean you have to stop enjoying outdoor dining and concerts. Crooner's Supper Club has upgraded their main outdoor stage for the cold weather. All socially distanced tables are now tent sheltered. And there's a brand new state-of-the-art custom heating system that will keep you warm on these cool nights. So enjoy some outdoor concerts while staying warm at the upgraded Crooner's Main Stage. Crooner's Supper Club is off Moore Lake and Highway 65 and at croonersmn.com. Now, more than ever, we are being faced daily with a topic of human mortality. And for many people, estate planning has been top of mind. Getting your estate planning done now can be easy and cost-effective. Schroman Law offers virtual options for initial consultations so that new clients can safely initiate the process. With many facing uncertain financial situations, Schroman Law also offers affordable fees for legal documents. Learn more at schromanlaw.com. That's S-C-H-R-O-M-E-N-Law.com. Hello, my relatives. My name is Madison Hand, and I'd like to remind you of the ways we can keep each other safe during the COVID-19 pandemic. Right now, COVID cases are higher in number than ever before in our communities, making it more important to follow safety guidelines than ever before. Each individual choice we make will have widespread consequences for all of us. Being safe helps keep people out of the hospital. Help those around you by doing the following. Wear a mask and make sure your mask covers your mouth and nose. Social distance in public as best as you can. Get tested if you are possibly exposed to COVID. And stay home if you feel sick. Remember, our choices directly affect the health of our family, friends, and community. Free masks are available. Visit RamseyCounty.us slash a mask for everyone. This information guide is brought to you by Ramsey County and Ramsey County Investment and Support Efforts. In 154 years, one learns a thing or two. Since 1866, the Minnesota State Horticulture Society has been growing gardeners through education, encouragement, and community. Join the legacy. As a member, you receive the Northern Garden Magazine, participate in education events, have access to research hubs, and promote community gardening, connecting people, and helping neighbors grow healthy food. Join today by calling 651-643-3601 or search Minnesota State Horticulture Society. AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Only got about like one minute left in the show, so I suppose we'll get to some breaking news. Sasha, you and I were just talking about in the break. The uh, potential Secretary of Defense uh, has withdrawn his name in the Biden administration or serving in the Biden administration. So that's certainly a development since uh, there were a lot of progressives who weren't really happy about his selection, but sounds like uh, he will uh, not be taking on that role. So that's some late breaking news, and I'm sure we'll have more on that coming up during our top of the hour newscast. Uh, One more thing to point out, love to have you become a member here at AM 950. If you make a one-time $50 donation or a $25 monthly donation will get you an AM950 calendar that features some beautiful photos that Matt McNeil has taken on his nature walks throughout this year. Also features some important dates in progressive and AM950 history. Find more details, am950radio.com. All right, Matt's up next. <laughs> 